This is Channel 253. In this episode of What Say You? You asked earlier, who are we talking to? And I said, we're talking to everybody. And even if them are listening, Godzilla, do your work. Do whatever you do. I mean, go out there and make some damn moonshine in the backyard. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> but Louise, I, where did that come from? Go out know. and make some damn moonshine. What the hell? That, um... That's, <laughs> I, Doug! <laughs> oh, my God! Did you I hear that? This is stereotype. That's part of my liberation. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. What say you? Real sisters. Real talk. What say you? Down-to-earth conversations between sisters about life, Work, family, and the pursuit of an anti-racist community. Hi, I'm Audrey. And I'm Melanie. What What say you? Sister, how are you? Girl, what's up? I'm happy to be on the mic with you. I know, it's been a while. Well, um, we've been through. Yes, we have. Are you still going through or are you through? Um, I'm I'm still going through and I'm a I'm about to be through and and I'm taking some real drastic measures um to make myself be through. And that is I'm going on a um personal retreat and I'm gonna be with myself and my thoughts and my journal and and just work it out for a whole week. And uh, force myself to just change my mindset, you know. And and when I come back, I expect to be different, and I expect to be um, like super over everything that I'm dragging that way, you know. Because at some point, I don't know about listeners and and you, but you know, when I got stuff heavy on my mind, I just need to be still. And yeah. uh, get it off my mind. And you got to draw a line in the sand with yourself. And so I've already drawn a line in the sand with myself. So I'm going to do it right, though. It's a self-care thing. And I've got to get on an airplane and fly. And I know listeners are probably like, what the hell? But I promise you, it's a great experience because I'm flying first class. So I'll hunk- hunker down in the first class section. And uh, I'm going to Malibu. And I'm going to a Catholic monastery. <laughs> oh, what? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Um, <laughs> no judgment. Go where you go, girl. Do what you to get it, you know. I got to just, girl, yeah, don't judge. Just let you know I got to figure out what I got to do. So that's what I'm going to do and unplug from everything. And then when I come back, it's good. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be all excited and stuff. Okay, girl, you're going to be doing that nominee holding no shit? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's Buddhism. I'm sorry, my bad. Did you say, oh, what did you say? Nominee holding no show. Oh, the chant. The Buddhist yeah. chant. It's, that's I got the wrong. You said Catholic, though. Okay, my bad. Yeah, no, I'm going to the Jesuits. And okay. So, 
Yeah, so it should be a, a, a real interesting experience. But what I want to say, which then leads, oh, wait, never mind. How you doing? Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I am doing fine. I have turned the corner and really uh, found my center again. And, you know, centers change. Yes, so I was lost there for a while. But I found my center. My spirits are good. Um, I can't complain. And I'm going back to, you know, and in, in, in the, the, at the, uh, the bullseye of my center is always grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful. I, I'm healthy. Yeah. Everybody around me is healthy. You know, my mommy and daddy, you, you got our parents, mean. friends and family got a roof over my head, still got a job. Um, you know, get the check. Yep. Reward work. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I am I am not complaining at all, and I will challenge everyone out there, when you are feeling lost, get back to your center and start it grateful. You can't mm -hmm. go that way. Mm -hmm. go, to, go to grateful and everything else. When you start it grateful and start moving out, all that other stuff is extraneous because it's not important. Mm -hmm. It really isn't important, but that's my rant. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. And I love hearing you talking about your work because you feel valued at work and you really I, Absolutely. I do. And there's and there's nothing like that um, to have not only a, a sense of fulfilling my purpose in life, but also to feel valued in the way I contribute to yes. that. That's and that's a, that's a that is that's part of my gratefulness that's mm -hmm. unheard. yeah because we always talked about having cray cray bosses so you know you <laughs> you've got at least from what i hear you have a beautiful boss and i do oh. too or if we I if anybody that. can boss us around i mean i don't even like to use that word but leader or person that advocates for us uh i like leader yeah, I like leader. Leader because yeah. a leader, a leader doesn't boss. Right. A leader leads by example, shows you a path that you may have never seen before. That's right. A leader is a coach. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not perfect. Yeah. We don't know every damn thing. Right. And everybody has blind spots. So a leader does that. A leader, and to have a leader with who leads with positive intent. Yes. And that you can trust. Yes, the big T word. Yep. Is the key. Yep. That's the key. Yep. Yep. And I, I have all of that in mind. So Yeah, and I, I told my story last time, so y'all already know I have all of that in mind. And so with that, what what I want us to talk about today or, or entertain for a discussion is this whole concept of Black liberation. Because with Black liberation, you know, in terms of how I apply it mentally, uh, how I walk this earth, 
you know, I speak my mind. It's liberation in my mind. So when I'm in my spaces and places, um, I do me. And so I don't have to temper like, oh, what's she going to say? What You know, it's not that I don't have discernment, but in my mind, I don't see you as any more superior or not to me. You know, I see us yeah. as equal in intellect and less engaged. So I feel like with this virus that we have, <clears throat> the pan the pandemic of the virus and the epidemic of racism, that there's this shift going on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, an earthquake is and and we're gonna settle into a whole new way of being and what I'm encouraging people, um, black people and, uh, especially black people because of the anti-black sentiment and that that's out there and others are accomplices and allies to liberate your freaking mind. This is the time. Yeah. Speak up. When you see stuff going on, you got to say that. Learn the new vocabulary like I was teaching in the last uh, um, episode that we had, racial battle fatigue. Say that to your HR person. You know, let's get more strategic. And um, that, sister, is um, where I'm at. Okay? I'm, I'm in a liberated mindset because, and I'm a hush after this, because, though, I can't work in this system that we are operating in any longer. Mm-mm. I have left this system. Melanie has left the building and is in the new system, whatever it is. I'm, I mean, it hasn't even been defined fully, but every day defines something new. Yes. I am rejecting everything that goes with this old system. So that's, uh, that's my preface to, to black liberation is how I see it. Not black well, liberation. I mean, black liberation and liberatory thinking. Well, I'm in, as a black woman, I am blackly liberated. <laughs> I, just made, <laughs> I just made that up. I'm blackly liberated as well. Because, or I am operating within this uh, still uh defining moments or or movement of black liberation but i can tell you for sure what i can tell you for sure is that there was i said early on i forever been changed yes you did and that is truth and since then i have been keenly aware of what that change looks like in my day to day yep it's not it's not anything earth moving or shattering it's the little small behaviors that before i would have done differently than now and i can say that every time i see this new behavior i feel very proud of myself oh you go girl yes oh look at you girl just say it just do it just be it verbally be it in print be it um 
small group, large group, whatever. I, my mind has been liberated. It is very clear that in order for anything to change, I need to change what I'm contributing to the universe in the way of Black liberation and, and making sure we have a racism-free society. It, it starts with me, and I'm doing it, honey. Yeah. By any means necessary. And could care less about any consequences, whatever that might look like. That's it. That's it right there. Now, I'm, I know, let's see. I, I was about to talk about white people and I knew that we um, said we weren't going to do that anymore. So let me, let me phrase it this way. What, what I've been doing now, when I reported last time that my supervisor asked me what, what could she hold for me so I could rest. So yes. when I came to the answer, it took me a couple of days I thought about, you remember that conference that I um, started, you know, at PLU called the People's Gathering and that we bring people together to talk about race and, and give them tools. Have I ever talked to you about that? Of course. Did you just have one? Yeah. Oh, girl. Listen, why am I sometimes... Mm, girl, please. I be thinking about stuff and then I was like, that was dumb. Okay, sorry. Well, anyway, I asked her, since I've already been doing the people's gatherings and putting um, that infrastructure was already in place, I asked her if she could please remove every administrative barrier that could come out of, come in my way so that I can produce an emergency convening of the people's gathering. And that was a five-week time frame from when I asked her that till we actually produced it on July 9th, so five weeks. And she said, yes, of course. And so sister, in five weeks, we got four, almost 400 people to show up for this conference to teach. And it was virtual and it was amazing. Now of that 400, about 275-ish or so were white people. Okay. And then it was um, black. There was about, oh, 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 let me say it this way. In, when, to register for the conference and to enter a race dialogue room, you, you checked the box that you checked on the census form. Okay. okay. There, there was a dialogue, a race dialogue room for every box that's on the census. It says Alaska Native, Native American. It says Asian. It says um, Pacific Islander. Except for the Pacific Islander folks um, that I worked with and the Asian folks that I worked with said it was okay to combine the two rooms. So they had mm -hmm. an Asian Pacific Islander room. And then there was um, Black an African room and two or more races. I mean, it's really uh, just like the census says, because that's when they force us into the race conversations. And that also shuts down, you know how when, when you start um, 
trying to get like when three or four of us get together by the water cooler, then we having a revolution or something, you know. Yeah, they get nervous when we start getting together. White folks get nervous. And so, yeah, it just shuts down all that rhetoric that people want to talk about that. But it also gives us a chance to really talk about our own family stuff. And mm-hmm. the, so, every, so the facilitators are also check those boxes and they are experts in social justice and everything. Girl, those people showed up. And yes, that's how I use my talents is to produce this conference so that we can get folks talking. And in the black room, I know this took a long way to get here, but in the black room, we said we wasn't spending our time on white folks at all. We spent our time on black liberation. And Louise, that was just a beautiful thing. Well, what came, what is black liberation? I mean, I want to say anti-racist society. Um, So black liberation is our thinking and, and our love for ourselves and just exactly how we're living right now. Right. Unapologetically black. That's it. Yeah. Black liberation is massive. Okay, first of all, ain't no more massive. It's just about us. It's us. And we gonna do what we choose to do the way we choose to do it. Yes. Without your damn permission. And we don't care what you think. We ain't asking permission. We just gonna do it. That's what we think. We go on about our business. I mean, we can say it another way. It's like we minding our own business as a family. That's it. We're minding our own business. We have a common situation, common trait. We black in America. We all check that box. We are black in America or we are Latinx in America or we're indigenous people in America or we come from two or more races in America. Oh my goodness, it was such a, because at the end of the conference, we all reported out, you know, what our, what happened in our rooms. And in the Black Liberation, we, we focused on Black love, right? And you know, if we're going to be, if we're going to strengthen our community, then we have to love ourselves more. And what does that look like? You know, what does Black love look like? And it comes in all kinds of ways, how you love your children, how we love on our parents, how we love each other, how we love thy neighbors, how we, I mean, love at the center. And um, we also talked about Pan-Africanism, meaning that it is important for us to, to reach across to the continent of Africa as our future, right? To make those connections. We can't ignore it any longer. It's got to be made. And what was so cool is people from Ghana and South Africa came to the conference. That was awesome. So um, let's go back to Pan-Africanism. Because in my brain, we ain't even got black right here in America let alone, uh, we ain't even got black liberation right here in America. Why is it important to reach out 
elsewhere. Right, because it's a glo- we're globally black. That's it. We're globally black and we're, we're globally... Not, we're not treated the same globally. But we're, we're black. Not, and that's why we need to black. come together and love ourselves. We, we're, yeah. not, we're, we're treated, we are treated very differently from wherever we are because we're black. And that is the national pan-Africanism is the principle or advocacy of the political union of all the indigenous inhabitants of Africa. That's us, all of us. We are the indigenous inhabitants of Africa. So it is about wherever we are, we're loving one another. So here in America, black and Africans are, you know, we got our little thing going on. So that needs to be settled because we're here in America. So it is a love of indigenous black people. That's what it is. And it's it's a thing that we have to get. It's not an either or. This is a, I mean, when we talk about unity, it is, it. this is a time for unity on a global perspective because the the internet and all of this technology has made us very close very, very close. And so we have to think about that. And in terms of how we um, restructure our power and build our power in this new shift. So yeah, for black folks, that's really an important conversation. And I appreciate you critically asking that question because lots of people are, are American people for sure think about that. You know, and, and, and then there's others like, I ain't left nothing in Africa. Why I got to go back there and, you know, that whole um, story you know which come on now that's that's the other people's story that's why i reject that with everything that i am yeah Um, no but but those are some of our people's stories i hear it all the time and and they and they've retained that oh i see i see what you're saying other people i see so that's that's what i'm saying it's it's about um it's just about all you, you you when you have so many years of accepting, because that's what it is, is accepting pretty much on a day-to-day basis, accepting and expecting to be treated a certain way, and every, which allows everyone to go on about their business, including those who treat you that way. I'm looking at my liberation as, oh no, my expectation and acceptance is different. Yeah. You not go, I may not be able to influence your original choice on how to treat me but trust and believe you will leave changed that's it my expectation is different my acceptance is different and that is my personal liberation and for those who continue to operate in a non-liberated mindset, aka the so-called oppressor, 
Mm-hmm. Watch it's a different day. What say you? Yeah, I'm just saying it's all about liberation. And so I'm encouraging folks. Um, and let, let's be clear on who our audience is right now. Okay, who, who are we talking to? Because I know we talking to um, our, the listeners under the sound Sorry, of our I, voice are our 253 people. Are we talking yeah. to 253 Black people right now? Or what? We're talking to everybody. We're talking to anybody that listens. Mm-hmm. We're talking and we don't have to narrow it down or whatever. We're talking to everybody and anybody that listens. And it has always been our thing. It doesn't, we're not asking you to agree with us. Yeah. We, um, we certainly aren't filtering anything. <laughs> trying to reach a, you know, a specific yeah. audience. Right. <laughs> But I want to, you know, since I've been so hard on the corporations right now, I want to challenge the 253 Corps, though. I want to call, I mean, I just want to say it out loud because I've seen a lot of these, um, what is it I want to say? I belong to this uh, group. It's called the American Leadership Forum, uh, Mm -hmm. Pierce County chapter of the American Leadership Forum, and I'm in class number 22 which um, one of the head people with 253 or one of the collaborators, Marguerite is, is um, part of the creative with channel 253. And she was in, we, that's how I met her. We were in the um, class together. And so the people that are in that organization um, are heads of everything here around Tacoma, Pierce County. They, they in charge of stuff. And, and so I saw, I've been seeing a lot of statements come out from different companies about Black Lives Matter and, you know, this, that, and another, but Tacoma hasn't had a history of Black Lives really mattering, you know? So I am intrigued by the number, the number of statements that I'm seeing about this. So so they're saying Black Lives Matter? Yeah, they're making statements about how important Black lives are to 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 their organizations. But they've been asleep. They've been asleep for a long time. They ain't never said nothing. You know, like the banks, you know, nonprofits, the different sectors. They feel like... But they're saying Black Lives Matter. Yeah, they're saying that. Okay, well, what's wrong? Because we know it don't matter what they say. It ain't the truth. It's just about... That's what know, I'm saying. So it's stop. about commerce. We know that. But what's wrong with them saying Black Lives Matter? I'd be mad at them if they didn't say anything. I okay. guess I'm just I'm just tired of performative mess. That's all. I don't... Well, they could perform in silence, nothing, though. Huh? They could perform in silence like they always do. They didn't have to step out and say Black Lives Matter. We know they don't care about no damn Black Lives. That's called business and commerce. <laughs> Girl, no, Girl you almost made me spit my water out. <laughs> Girl, come on now. When it comes to look, the bottom line green dollar, there are still a lot of companies out there that still haven't said Black Lives Matter. Even though we know ain't none of them telling the damn truth. Hell, they done probably met, oh my God, girl, you know they was up in some boardroom for hundreds of hours sweating and arguing and whatever. Over the comma and the period on what to say yeah. to the letter. 
the ones who have come out and said it, first of all, let us be clear, they don't freaking mean it. Okay, let us be clear. They don't mean it in the way, in the gut, stomach, oh my God. Because, you know, they done went back to their house and crib, probably said nigga when they got up in there. Oh, these niggas are messing me up today. <laughs> Louise! <laughs> I'm just saying. So we already know that that is it. Okay, but that's not what, that's not the point. The point becomes, we know you don't mean it, but it's okay. Say it. Yeah, okay. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Girl, I just had an idea from a conversation you and I was having some nights ago. You were talking about some kind of survey of uh, the best place for people to work or something. What's the Uh name of the survey? That instrument is called what? Great place to work. Great place to work. I think we should create a new instrument. Something like great place for black folks to work. You know, I mean, something where where black people, well, I, I'm going to expand it out from. Huh? The company's got to get certified. Yeah, they got to get certified that they, they black people got to be the one or their non-white people got to be the one to say that they the best place to work. They don't get yeah. to keep saying that. That's a mess right there. I wonder if there's such a thing that exists. You heard of it? Heard of anything? I I, I haven't, but I like that idea because um, at the end of the day, just like we were talking about before, that you don't get those people don't get to call themselves an ally or or. Accomplice. Accomplice. You don't get to call yourself that. That's done by your work and the judgment of your work from those that are oppressed. Um, Same smell. You get to the work that you put in and the results that come back from the ones who are typically oppressed that's that's the certification mm-hmm. yeah I, here's another i i like to be dropping my hr tips here and there i just want to make sure everybody if you leaving your uh plantation you know uh, uh <clears throat> i mean your job if you leaving your job may insist on an exit interview insist on an exit interview some people you know i know employers uh many of them don't do exit interviews but my friends insist on an exit interview so you can say exactly what you need to say and get it on the record okay because that's the best gift that you can leave your organization because at some point the folks that are problems, if they start getting a, a, a track record, if they yeah. keep saying their name, saying their name, you insist on it. And if they don't give it to you, then you write it. You write your exit interview down and you send it to them certified mail. 
Yeah. Okay. So that it gets to the organization. I'm saying that because you never, 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 never know how karma is going to come back around. But when we talk about liberatory thinking, liberation, you take care of yourself. And if you are leaving because you've been abused or mistreated, put that on the record. And when you are, to your point, uh, just just a quick note, uh, one of the companies, one company I used to work for, not now, but back in the day, exactly what you're talking about, uncovered some mess about one of the senior executives. Yep. Because there came the trend. Yeah. There came the trend. And it was very interesting that the trend was not only in, he was a senior level executive. So he had like three different kind of organizations, right? So the trend was that attrition was higher with hit within his three organizations than any others within the company. And then delving into the commentary. Exactly. And that's what it took. Delving that's into it. the commentary, there were some common things. Yeah, that's the qualitative thing. You everybody can't be the problem. Mm-mm. But there is a common denominator. Yep. That identified, and that was this senior level executive. And then, you know, yeah, no, I'm I am all for it, girl, girl. You know, I my background is human rights and uh, equal opportunity, and um, you have got to uh, make sure that you take care of your paperwork. This is mm-hmm. the time when you talk about liber liberatory thinking, liberation. Yeah, Part of that is document your white people. Document them, how they treat you. I mean, because if there is something that, I mean, you should document your own environment, but because most of the abuses that happen to us in the workplace are from white people, then you must make sure that you document that. And when whatever you're feeling in your gut, because we know what, uh, you know, many of us suffer from post-traumatic slave syndrome, that's another situation to look up. Uh, Dr. Joy DeGruel, I'm going to have to get that. <clears throat> she's sister is out of Portland. But yes, we suffer from that too. And so it is really important when you are feeling those triggers that come on you, document that. Just write it down. You know, you got your little journal and stuff, the feeling, what was said and how, how, what, what. Because you just never know. There is. Let me say this. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. At the end of the day, people, when we're talking about liberation, at the bottom line is you take control of your own life and that career. I don't care who your boss is or leader is or where you work or what your position is. You take control of your own career. You take control. You know what the company has to offer. Become familiar with the policies, the processes, all of that. It is not somebody else's job to make you successful. And 
I'm gonna leave it on that point. We gotta ha- we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we'll continue on liberation. Mm, boom. Hi, this is Nate Bowling, host of the Channel Two Five Three podcast, Nerd Farmer, and proud Alaska Airlines MVP. You know I love Alaska Airlines, but it's not just me. Recently, Condé Nast Traveler named Alaska the best U.S. airline, and this is the second year in a row. So for the last two years, a travel magazine, folks who should know, had given top marks to Alaska Airlines. What do you think put Alaska over the top? In-flight messaging or movies on your phone on select flights? The outstanding customer service? The stellar mileage program where you actually get rewarded for the miles you fly, not just dollars you spend? My vote? The signature fruit and cheese platter and the Northwest craft beers. For your next trip, don't even visit the travel sites. Just skip them and go to alaskaair.com and make your flight with the best U.S. airline. Thank you, Alaska, for your sponsorship of Channel 253, and congratulations. Welcome back, listeners. We are talking about Black liberation right now. My sister and I are talking about free your mind, and we're dropping the mic on some pieces of information to help you uh, liberate your situations. Hey, girl. Hey, girl, look, I am really loving this topic because liberation, that word in and of itself, and then you put the two together, Black liberation, that means we don't have to wait on nobody to liberate us. Mm-mm. No, no, don't. We can be just the fact that we exercise our own liberation one at a time one at a time bills collectively, we, uh, even our social consciousness, talking about, here's my, here's a liberation. And other people probably go, Ooh, that's stupid girl. You ain't been doing that. Well, whatever. It's my liberation. Mm-hmm, don't judge. I have finally, finally, I get it. And I mean, what it means to purposefully spend my money. Yes. With black, brown, other businesses. That's right. My mind has been liberated forever. Mm-hmm. I've heard about it. I've thought about it. I've, you know, been that girl that just, you know, yeah, yeah. But no. Liberated. You hear me? Mm-hmm. See if these fingernails get done anymore. Oh, okay. You understand? Yeah, girl, you liberated like that? I'm girl liberated like that. Look at this mess. Girl, I see got my nails done. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Was it a black owned nail shop? No, but I love my people. Girl, uh, now see, I'm doing, look, look, look. someone newly indoctrinated and liberated, <laughs> you know going all the way there. What the hell? Well, I mean, I'm not willing to make it that far. So I make sure that my people care about my causes. So they do donate to stuff. And, you know, they know my name when I come in there. And, you know, they good people. So, um, yeah, I I just like my nails. Well, and let me tell you something. My hair, Uh and I put that in air quotes, um, <laughs> I know where to buy it now. Uh-huh. Black Place? Online? Yep. Yeah, online offers us a whole lot of 
a whole lot more options. Yep. I want to um, put up the Tacoma Urban League's Black Business Directory and give them a shout out because they have that here in the 253 to help us um, shop more responsibly, right? So that's a good thing. Because I remember calling you the other day. Didn't I tell you about the Philly cheesesteak that uh, Jason Kinlow... Jason Kinlow's Philly cheesesteak. I'm like, girl, I just got me a Philly. You're like, where is that? That's a Black-owned place? Yes, we are shopping out all the... And then in the Rustin... um, the Point Rustin uh, mm-hmm. market that they got down there, there's some uh, a, a black a mother and daughter black owned stall down there with the candles and stuff. I saw you down there. I saw you put that on Facebook. Ooh, girl, I burned that candle. That candle was beautiful. You're as much as I know you love candles. You got to go down there. I got to go down. I will. Yeah. I- I definitely will support them. Because when we talk about um, reparations, you know, and, and I know you said we weren't talking about white folks. I'm just saying what white folks can't do. Okay, I know you're giving me the side eye, but rep, this ties into what we're saying. Spend money on our, with our people. You know, I want to just continue to unapologetically talk about Black business, you know, and because it's, we've been uh, used and abused you know, you talk about the Black Wall Street and how you just burned and destroyed us like that. Like you said, anytime we try to do good, then it, it gets um, hijacked. This is the season as everyone is waking up and, and uh, liberating themselves. Then one of the rules is spend your money with Black-owned businesses, period. Well, and... <clears throat> I ain't want to talk about them people. Um, you see how we can't get around it sometimes? Well, well we you can can't get around really it. You can't get around it because it is the it is the definition of why why we even hear where where we are. I mean, it's the it's the listen to the way I'm saying it. Um I'm gonna call it those white people that are just not interested in anything that has to do with moving forward in a positive way in uh, racial uh, reconciliation. In reconciliation. I'm going to yeah. call them. That's the people, those, remember I introduced the intercultural development inventory scale before and those people that are in denial, you know, we just don't talk to them at all. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. That's them. That's them. Them. Yeah, let's, I like them better. Them. Just say them. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Them. There's no hope for them. There's no breath for them. There's no, there's no nothing that can come from them except a second term with him. Yeah. Ooh, that's oh. Nothing can come from them except a second term for him. Okay. So, All we need is a beat. And then right? <laughs> Doug can help us with that. Right? <laughs> so there's no for them, we're not talking to them. 
Um, you asked earlier, who are we talking to? And I said, we're talking to everybody. Uh, and even if them are listening, Godzilla, do your work, do whatever you do. I mean, go out there and make some damn moonshine in the backyard. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> but Louise, I, where did that come from? Go out know. and make some damn moonshine. What the hell? That, um, that's. <laughs> Doug, oh my God! Did you hear that? This is stereotype. That's part of my liberation. I just threw that out there. Anyway, for everybody, so um, (laughs) the liberation can everybody. Everybody can be liberated in some way. So. When we're talking about Black liberation specifically today, we are talking about things that we can do as Black people to change our consciousness and also change what we expect and what we take in. And then for the other people out there, uh, there's liberation for you as well. If you choose it, you're going to have to do the work. Mm-hmm. But Rate yourself from oppressiveness. Yes. Free your mind. So, girl, let me let me just uh, circle back and finish with the people's gathering, because that third piece that we were. uh, No, there was two others. There was economics and then there was uh, interculturalism. The the interculturalism piece was really intriguing because the, the theory or the basis is now that we're having this shift you know, this global shift in resources and mindsets and all of this stuff that Black folks need to be ready to step in these doors. And um, some of them are going to be global doors, right? Mm -hmm. Because even like where you, I don't know if it's where you work now, where you used to work, there was some consideration at some point you was thinking about uh, you had to go to India or something or, Mm -hmm. uh, and then, um, you know, the job may be in China or it could be in Australia. And so uh, for our liberation mindsets, we also have to think about our intercultural mindsets, right? So that we right. are able to, when those doors open, that we are ready to step in. So while we are, you know, Black power and Black liberated, we also have to make sure that we have that intercultural mindset <clears throat> to be able to um, function in all these new and high places that this time is uh, is going to reward us with. Well, can I say this <clears throat> to that point? If we are able to function and survive in the United States of America, we can do anything. You understand? We can do anything. I understand. And yes, yes, we may have to do some prep work or whatever, but I guarantee you it ain't going to be half as the hell that we have lived here. I agree. So we will be, we shall be prepared. We shall be prepared. That is not even a question. Well, the thing that 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 concerns me, though, is, you know, when I look at our generation, um, 
Yeah, when I look at our generation and the one that was before us, there wasn't a lot of lifting as we climbed. You know, there wasn't a lot of reaching back to bring people up. And when, because when I look at the mentors that at least locally in the 253 that were intentionally seeking out, you know, when we were working through our late 20s, 30s, seeking out to bring us up. Okay, so that didn't that didn't happen. And if we don't pass on what we know, I mean, us having been in these corporations, us can um, cite the white people manual, every page, chapter and what it is. And here's the strategy. When they do this, you do this. When they do this, this, you know, we we have all of that um, intellectual property. We've got to intentionally pass that on to our children so that we are able more to fight with our words and with our pen than with our fists and, you know, words that are bleepable, you know, it's, it's, so when I'm thinking of interculturalism, I'm thinking at least in the lane that I know that I can work in is working with our babies and young people to, um, teach them the new rules of, of existing so that they can, you know, I don't know. You understand? I do understand. And I've spent my whole life doing that. Yeah. But this is a unique, you're that that's a unique situation. I think, I think you're unique. I'm unique because that, that doesn't, that, that is not happening with intention. And that is the strategy that we must employ. Yeah. I don't know never been one to um to think that i've just always been one that says okay well this is what god gave me and this is what i'm listening to him this is what he wants me to do right so you know i don't know but i what i do know is that my whole career even becoming uh, in in leadership my first my first venture in leadership uh, was because of a white man, mm-hmm. Larry Breeden, Southern Say white man too. Say his name. Larry Breeden. Mm-hmm. I will never forget him. And, and he was from the South. Mm-hmm. I mean, twang and everything. But that man saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself. Yep. I mean, there was a leadership position open. I didn't, was, I didn't apply for it. I didn't have any leadership experience. And so I was just, you know, a customer service rep in a call center. Mm-hmm. And he intentionally came to me. I'll never forget this. This was in 1989. Mm-hmm. Let me talk to you for a minute. Come on in my office. And I went in his office. Everybody's looking around like, what the hell she do? Because he was in senior leadership. And I said, what's up? And he said, how come you haven't applied for the manager's job? And I said, oh, I don't have any leadership experience. And he goes, well, how do you think you get leadership experience if you don't apply? And I said, well, I thought you had to have leadership experience. He goes, well, it's we prefer that, but that is not an required. Yeah. If you read the 
Read the fine print. The job description. And that was truth. And long story short, I was like, I don't know nothing about leadership. He said, I don't need you to know anything about leadership. He said, it just comes naturally to you. Mm-hmm. The way people, the way people naturally come to you. The way you, I've seen the way you deal with people. I've seen you hold your coworker accountable. Mm-hmm. I've seen you do that on more than one occasion, different people. Just through your truth, just through who you are. So at the end of the day, that um, to me has not been special that I do that because that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. That's the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. With that said, I do understand you're right. We have to, more people need to intentionally do that if that doesn't come naturally to them. Yeah, that's libera- That's part of our liberation is to be mindful. You know, we have to be mindful in terms of what we're contributing. That that whole filter of how am I showing up in the world? And, you know, you've got many different facets. One of those areas has to be valuing paying it forward with the people. And, yes. you know, who you are mentoring and who you are purposely bringing along. And then, um, and then for them, Okay, wait, wait. Now, Dim was a certain segment of white people, right? Yeah, Dim is the ones that. Yeah, Dim, we ain't talking to them anyway. Okay, so we ain't mm-hmm. talking to them. But those those white folks that we are talking to, it, this is this is also a line in the sand for you, as you as uh, you know. When I look at these C suites, I keep saying C suites because what I mean is the CEO, the chief operating officer, the chief financial officer. The chief, chief, chief. <clears throat> when I look at these C-suites and they're all white, and um, and then for example, they may be a uh, what am I saying? A company that sells to a wide range of people um, that are very diverse, but their their top lines don't look like that. Then. Um, Again, what are your people saying about you, and and how are you? Like, what's his name, Larry? What's what was your Larry Breeden? Like, like Larry Breeden. How are you being like him? My guy's name was Tom Cunningham. Remember him at Navy Resale? He was the HR manager. He was the I one remember. that came and got me for the uh, uh, purchasing um, job. And so, so are you being that? Okay, when we talk about this shift in consciousness, this shift in um, how we're moving forward, because again, from a a systems thinking perspective, which I started before, I ain't working in this new system, in in the old system. So from a systems thinking perspective, we are all interconnected. And so it is most important for you to find your connections in the chain and navigate through this becoming anti-racist and our liberation. It is a partnership. It's gotta be. It does. And let me give you one more example. Yesterday I was watching, um, I am not your Negro. Oh, okay. James Baldwin. Baldwin. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
I am not your Negro. And in that documentary, mm -hmm, in that documentary, he references a teacher, white teacher, who took him under her wing at 10 years old, intentional. So when we talk about intentional, this is a prime example. At 10 years old, she saw something in him and she wound up mentoring him, taking him to plays, giving him books, exposing him, as he said, to things that he never would have been exposed to had it not been for her mentorship. And look what happened. Oh, wow. Look at that. And he relates it back to when he was 10 years old. This woman, this white woman, saw something in him and exposed him to many things that shape, wound up shaping the grand author, civil rights activist that he became. Absolutely. So that word intentional um, and purposeful, I think that's a big deal, a big deal uh, if uh, the, for all of us in, in as far as liberation is in the liberation movement. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I, I just want to close with um, one of the points that that you made, I think, is that um, liberation is, uh, you know, personal. You have to take you take the action. So I'm encouraging our listeners to sit in reflection. You know, that's one of the things I love in, in my doctoral program is that we have to write a lot of reflective papers and, you know, really understand um, how we know what we know, right? How, and, and how we become who we are. You, I mean, it's just a real interesting thing. But if you sit in reflection and, and write about it and think about it, you can, you can see where you are going and you can also um, note what's not there and where you, where you need to do the work. And for white folks, not them, but the ones we talking to that are still with us, you can open many doors based on the privilege that, um, or no, I'm sorry, <laughs> Dr. Beth Craig from, uh, from uh, the People's Gathering, she was also a lecturer, said it's not white privilege anymore. It's, you don't call it white privilege. White people, you are holding stolen goods. So oh. that, that's a whole week. <clears throat> we, it was a beautiful lecture. Um, so anyway, white people that are holding stolen goods, the way you can give that back, you know, because you really need to think about how to give it back is with this time and talents and energy and money that you're holding on to investing in uplifting others. Mm -hmm. okay? And you go out and you look for that. You get projects and that you support, you know, and get behind and, and look at it in your mind as you are actively repairing what has been done, the damage you're actively repairing. That is your act. These are your acts. 
of reparation. These are your acts. I like that. Okay, that's that's all. That's it. That's all for me, child. Hold us stolen goods. Well, look. Um, I like. You know why I like that? Because it's talking about stealing. Yeah, and that it stole everything. 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 And you tell everybody to get the hell over it. I ain't yeah. stealing your property. Okay, listen, I think what we can promise our listeners, and I know I can get her to come on, is a history lesson on race and racism in America in a way that is hilarious. Everything. It's everything. Okay, well, let's look at it because, again, I don't want us to go backwards. No, no. This is this kind of information everybody needs to hear. Is this forward? Is it forward? It's forward thinking. It is so okay. forward. I tell you, that's why I said we need to introduce them to a new way of understanding. But okay, no, I ain't talking about them, girl. I promise you, I ain't. Okay, I okay. Ain't. That sounds good. That's a, anything that's moving forward. Yeah, moving when forward. To, when it comes to, I, I just don't want us to go backwards. No, 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 no. No, she's going to inform the new system. You know, okay. she'll inform the new system. We have to understand where we came from, but let's understand it in a keeping it real kind of way. Okay? All right, so uh, I'm going to go on to my personal retreat on top of the mountain in Malibu at the uh, Jesuit Monastery. <laughs> go up there and, and get no mess, get caught up in no mess, but you know how to call me and text me, right? Yes, I do. I love you all, and uh, I look forward. Look, look, sister. What? Now, just in case one of them get loose. Oh, because you know them. Them can go anywhere. I they know. be everywhere. I was thinking about Get Out, right? The movie. Yep. So make sure when you get there, you look around, look at your surroundings, and you know, make sure you know how to your escape route in case them back up in them damn woods. I okay? got you. All I right then. You. Have a good time. I love you. Okay, I love you too. All right. Drop the mic. Boom. Thank you for listening to What Say You. If you have conversation ideas or want to follow up on what you heard, please contact Melanie by email at Melanie at MissMelanie.com. M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E at M-I-S-S-M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E dot com. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. The What Say You podcast is part of the Channel 253 network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Citizen Tacoma, Crossing Division, Flounder's B-Team, and We Art Tacoma. This is Channel 253.